what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. That's right. All about Buckets, baby. R.I.P. Bill Russell. Welcome to Buckets, Action Network's NBA betting podcast. I am your host, Brendan Glasheen. Best bets edition of Buckets come to you every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This NBA season, we'll have Action NBA experts coming to you with quick-hitting best bets episodes covering the nightly slate. We have a 12-game slate in the NBA on this Wednesday. For today's show... I'm joined by new action contributors. We've got Sean Little and Jay Money. We'll intro those guys in just a moment. Uh, We'll get to know Sean and Jay throughout the season. Uh, We'll be your crew for most of these Wednesday slates, which are big and gigantic. So really fascinated to hear how both of you break it down and really just come out with a pick or two that you're really passionate about, you feel really good about. Pleasantries are over. Let's dive into NBA, uh, the betting slate for Wednesday. 12 games, as I mentioned, October 19th. Let's get started. Sean, why don't you give us your favorite bet for Wednesday? Just give it to us. Let's jump right in. Bam Adebayo, under nine and a half rebounds against the Chicago Bulls. Minus 132. Best price is on FanDuel. Okay, very good. Jay, what do you got? Best bet. Uh, we rolling with the Nuggets here. Minus the seven and a half up against the new look Utah Jazz. Okay, there you go. There are the picks, and now we find out the why. Sean, let's discuss Bam Adebayo. Kind of a murky feel to his game to me in those uh, NBA playoffs, more specifically when when he played against the, the Sixers in the playoffs, you're looking at it like, okay, Joel Embiid's got the eye issue and then Bam was just feasting. And then when he played the Celtics, Boston did a real nice job uh, of trying to mitigate his strengths inside. But why is this a good spot for Bam against the Bulls? Yeah, ever since Nikola Vucevic came to the Bulls, he hasn't had seven boards in those five games that they've played. It went seven, seven in uh, 2022 and it went six and six in 2021. And I think the big key here is Vucevic pulls Bam away from the basket. And then the, the, the rest of the guys on the court feast on the boards. Jimmy Butler is averaging around seven and a half or eight boards in those matchups. The re- he, he's always getting pulled away from the basket dealing with Vucevic and he likes to stretch. I don't know if he's, I don't know if Vucevic is good, at actually stretching the floor and getting deep shots. We, that's still that's still uh, to be determined. I don't. I mean, I think I know the answer. I'm a Bulls guy, and uh, it hasn't been going that well. But since Vucevic got to the Bulls, since that trade was made, Bam Adebayo hasn't had, hasn't had more than seven boards, and I think that will continue. Okay. It feels like they're very Bam dependent in Miami, um, which is a good thing for usage here um, in the early season. So we'll see how he does against the Bulls uh, coming up on this Wednesday night. Okay, Jay, so your pick, again, you're going to the Nuggets here. A lot of excitement with this basketball team because Jamal Murray's back. I'm looking forward to watching him play again. I think the basketball world, the Western Conference has been robbed. They've they've forgot how good this guy is and what he can do for this basketball team. A team that was sort of feisty with Golden State uh, in the early part of the postseason last year, but they just didn't have enough to, to, to come through. But uh, and you've got Will Hardy on the other side. Utah, Utah feels like they're ready to blow this thing up. They're in the uh, Wembenyama sweepstakes. It feels like already, and the season hasn't even started. But why do you like the Nuggets with a big number here? 
Yeah, the Jazz are definitely in that in that tank master sweepstakes, in my opinion. Uh, this team, it may be tough to win 10 games, in my opinion, as well. Obviously, this is a new look roster, but I think a lot of people are forgetting are forgetting how good Jamal Murray was, but they're also forgetting that this team is getting Michael Porter Jr. back as well. Um, he's somewhat like a hybrid uh, type of small forward out there that can really score the ball. He's going to have to play some defense, but I like where this Nuggets team is going. I see them uh, being another, another year where they're a top three team over there in the West. And they lost all four games versus the Jazz last year. I think that's some key here with this being the first game of the year. They've lost. They've actually lost the last five games versus the Jazz with just all four last year. So I see them getting some revenge here. Um, obviously, this is one of the uh, worst Jazz teams we've saw in a while here with trading away um, Mitchell and Gobert as well. This team is uh, lacking the bench, uh, not really a backup center or point guard coming off the bench here. So liking the depth for the Nuggets here. I know they have a revenge spot, playoff revenge spot versus the Warriors. On deck, but I like for them to start off the season here one and oh. I like that pick. If 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 they can all mesh, I think they've been hungry to get on the floor all together. I'm with Jay with, with Murray back. As long as Porter Jr. can stay healthy, the addition of KCP, that'll help that defense that you were talking mm-hmm. about, Jay. I like that pick. Looking over at the Action Network app, if you have one of those pro accounts, highly recommend you can find uh, an edge there where the money's coming in and looking at it now on the on the split side. Denver is getting 59% of the bets, 62% of the money. This line did open at seven and a half. It's still at seven and a half. I guess, yeah, the, the hard part that I, I find here is with Utah. There's it, just not a lot about Utah you have to feel really good about. Who, who is going to score? Who? What will they do schematically? That I guess, are you any fear of that unknown about the Jazz? Or are, you, are you just looking at their talent and think they, they can't match the talent of, of Denver? Well, it's not necessarily the unknown. I mean, that's the whole thing, right, Brendan? They have a ton of new players. It's really tough for their first game. I mean, you could say that Murray and Porter Jr. coming back, there's a little bit of chemistry issues with there, but this team is used to playing together. They were just injured. As the Jazz, I mean, they have four new starters over there, right? So, I mean, Markin and uh, who else? Vanderbilt. And one thing I noticed in the preseason, Vanderbilt was shooting some outside jumpers. You don't want to see that from Vanderbilt. So, I think that's on the coaching. Um, Obviously, you have a first-year head coach over here as well, first game. Um, so I know there's a bit of unknown over there, but this Jazz team is not good. They're really going to struggle to score as well. They still have guys like Jordan Clarkson. I even like guys like Colin Sexton as well. But uh, over the course of 48 minutes, I don't think they'll be able to keep up offensively here with this Nuggets team. So, yeah, I'll be fading the Jazz a lot this year. Mitchell, 26 a game last year. You got Gobert at just under 16 a game. They got Conley back. No Royce O'Neal, who was a huge stopper on the wing. He's in Brooklyn now, so uh, makes sense. Moving on, uh, Sean's got a second pick for us. He's going to go to the prop market. What do you like, Sean? Yeah, Jalen Brunson, over four and a half dimes. It's minus 130 on DraftKings. I think the flat-out number is too low for the amount of usage that Brunson is going to get with uh, with our boy Tibbs out in New York. We know how he gets down. He's going to play his boys tons and tons of minutes, period, point blank. Even in the, in the preseason, RJ even had more usage than Jalen Brunson. He was number two. But I think he's going to end up leading that that team and have the ball in his hands a ton. I think he's going to play 35, 36 minutes in this spot. Also, currently minus 156 on FanDuel, 145 on points bet and Caesars. I'll take the discount here on DK. Also, the Grizzlies are going to push the pace a ton. They were uh, third in possessions per game last season. They're going to make the New York Knicks pick it up. New York Knicks historically under Tibbs have played pretty slow. They're going to force those guys to pick up uh, the possessions per game, pick up the pace. I think that bolts well for Brunson, you know, to, to, to dish 
and get the rest of the guys involved. The big reason he was brought to town, I believe, is to is to take a lot of the ball handling load off of Randall, off of Barrett, let those guys play off ball. If we're being frank, I, I don't think that Julius Randall does really well with tons of responsibility when it comes to handling the rock and running the offense. So that that's going to be a huge pressure release for Julius Randall. Jalen Brunson running the show. I think he gets his guys involved and goes over four and a half dimes. I love the discount at DraftKings at minus 130. Uh, I lean more Fanduel's way at minus 150, even 160 in this spot. I think four and a half is too low. He gets five or more uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I love I love how we're diving into some of the unknowns with guys in new places or fading a team mm-hmm. that loses some superstars going to a new town. But for Brunson specifically, 4.8 assists a game last year with Dallas. He gets the big free agent contract, of course, four years, 104 million. I guess my only pushback to the pick, and I'm, I'm not against it. I'm just tr- trying to play it out how you maybe compartmentalize this. But yeah. you would all consider, and, and he had a great run in the playoffs, of course. Dallas, uh, we'll get to Dallas actually in just a minute here when we look at Dallas and Phoenix before we close out uh, the show. But do you wonder, okay, you go from playing alongside an MVP candidate, arguably a top two player in the league, three player minimum, maybe in Luka Doncic, like any concern that there's certainly a drop off there in terms of what the cast is for Brunson and having that guy alongside. Yeah, well, I think the reason Brunson got paid is when Luka went out, he was able to do his thing and thrive. I think that's what he wanted. He wanted to go to the Knicks and his father wanted him to go to the Knicks so he can be the guy, get the rock and, and, essentially be the face of the franchise. That's what he wants. He's going to have the opportunity to do that. I also think a big key here, too, for uh, against Memphis, no Jaron Jackson. That's a big loss. And this is going to be a tight game. Close games, Tibbs plays his guys. I think the Knicks even have an opportunity to win this game outright. He's going to play a bunch of minutes, have the ball in his hand a ton. At four and a half, he's, he's, going, to dunk, he's going to dunk it down to Mitchell Robinson. He's going to get Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the ball doesn't stick with Julius Randle when he gets out to the wing and he just kind of jab steps and, and then puts up a bad shot, which he kind of fell into last year. If they move the ball and, and play like they should on the offensive end, especially with Memphis forcing them to pick up the pace, he should go over this four and a half assist number. Uh, no problem. Okay. It's a good point too, to bring up Jackson's injury. Dylan Brooks is doubtful. Williams uh, is also out for this game. No Danny Green. Jay, you got a thought? <clears throat> Yeah, I just wanted to say some as well. Hardenstein is a real good under, underrated uh, backup center. If Brunson is playing with some of that second unit, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure that the Grizzlies have a backup center that can really stop that pick and roll. So maybe a good uh, couple of good lob passes, alley-oops to Hardenstein, and it'll definitely get you there over those. I might I might have to ride with Sean on that. Man. It, it price is a little yeah, short. Yeah, I agree, man. I think, it's, I think it is short, and I think FanDuel knows it's short. That's why it's at minus 156. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. There's camaraderie early with this crew as we get ready for the Wednesday slate in the NBA. So to wrap up uh, buckets and get you set for a big slate, there is a game that, and this will happen throughout the course of the year. We have these big slates. We can't promise. And I should have said this off the top. We can't promise to hit on every game folks. Like we're trying to hit on actionable prop sides that we feel good about and in the, these two here that are, are they're going to make their picks and, and trust they're they're looking at the whole slate. They're going to pick it apart and then give you what they feel really good about. But to close, I would like to get some thoughts here from Jay and then and Sean, you can weigh in too. But you're a Dallas guy, you're based in Dallas and the Mavs, they stunned the world, not just because they won this game against Phoenix last year in the West semis, but uh, they kicked the crap out of them. And it was quite an embarrassment. It, it actually, mm-hmm. it makes me hate the Suns from a, from a standpoint 
Like, how do you feel good about this basketball team going forward? You might look back at this team in half a decade, a decade and go, this is what made them crumble um, Mm -hmm. altogether. We don't know. We'll see how it plays out, but they are home. The, the, the Suns against the Mavs, a 10 PM tip on ESPN tomorrow night over on the action app. 69% 69% of the bets, 76% of the money coming in on, on Dallas. Dallas getting all the love here. Are we, are we going to fade the public and, and ride Phoenix in, in a revenge spot? Or are we riding the Luka wave from last, last summer? Man, I can tell you this. So just from being a Mavs fan, the Suns owned us for a while. Um, I mean, they had won like 18 or 19 games versus, so they absolutely owned us. I'm one to believe at some point things have to reverse. So that's the thing why it's such a tough game. One thing I can tell you, one of the strongest angles I have, guys, is taking teams that lost a playoff series in their first game uh, next year. I call it playoff revenge angle. Uh, it hits at a very high clip. We know that the Suns have been thinking about this basically all season, especially how they got kicked out of the playoffs game. Game seven uh, as well, 123 to 90 on your home floor. They got absolutely smoked in that game. So we know they're going to come back with something. But why that'll keep me off the game because the Suns are nothing. This team has some turmoil, obviously, with DeAndre Aiden and the head coach over there as well. Uh, uh, Jake, they lost Jay Crowder, one of their nice three and D guys. So this team doesn't have as much depth as well. Landry Schmidt's banged up. He's out. Um, and then you got a campaign while he started back practice. He hadn't, he's barely played in the preseason, so he could be a little rusty as well. So this team has a lot of moving parts right now and inner turmoil in the locker room. While this is a heavy revenge game, it some still tells me that maybe the Mavs, because they, they can match up really well with them now with Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, and they added some depth at the center position as well. So this is going to be a really good game to watch. Um, I'd, I'd probably be looking towards the under here. I could see this being another playoff-style type of basketball game. You know, you're being kind by giving the final score. You didn't mention that they were down 42 <laughs> through the end of three. I mean, that, that, it was, it was. I mean, I mean, how do you, how do you not turn the game off at that point, right? Watching that game, uh, largest lead for Phoenix in that game, or for Dallas, excuse me, was 46, uh, down 42 through three. Any angle on this game, Sean? In terms of, well, I'll, I'll say this too: the opening line was five and a half. It's down to four mm-hmm. and a half. So Dallas is clearly getting some love here. What's your read on this game based on how the the money's coming in? Yeah, Dallas getting a lot of love in this spot. This is probably the most interesting game on the whole slate Mm -hmm. for me tomorrow. All the things Jay laid out about the revenge spot. We know that there's a a lot of turmoil stuff going on in Phoenix. Cam Johnson doesn't get a deal. We got, uh, we we have, um, we have, (laughs) then we have the guy that gets the deal. Aiden gets the deal, doesn't want the deal. (laughs) Then we have Chris Paul, who's the, hey man, uh, he is going to get older. And I actually tweeted out an insane stat earlier today. I'm going to pull it up really quickly. Go ahead. That the, the Phoenix Suns last year in crunch time were 33-9 and nine in clutch games last year, shooting mm-hmm. 58%, 43% from three. The next best team was the Raptors, 26-19. and 19. They shot 41%. And then and shot thirty four percent for three. And clutch clutch time equals game within game within five points in the final five minutes. That has to have some regression. I know Chris mm-hmm. Paul's the clutch guy coming down the stretch, but that that has to slow up some way somehow coming into this year. So yeah, and then of course you look over at Dallas. Luca's the man, third straight year being the preseason MVP candidate. We know all about that. An absolute monster in every sense. Gets the his usage rate is out of control up there, 35, 36%. And then you add JaVel McGee. Then you uh you get T 
Tim Hardaway Jr. back, who is mm-hmm. an absolute bucket. And, and you just have all these guys around Luka who are essentially 3 and D guys. And a, and a perfect world for Jason Kidd, essentially, it seems like you just throw out a bunch of guys that can play defense and, and shoot threes with Luka, and that's how we're going to rock. That's how we're going to try to win the title. And and hey, and they and they play and they, they they came damn close last year. So this is the most interesting game on the slate with all the extracurriculars outside of the game. That this is going to be very interesting. And then of course you throw the point spread on top of it. This is going to be one to watch. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, the uh, Luka Doncic is the favorite across many books to win the MVP this year, and. Good point. McGee, former son as mm-hmm. well. Uh, he'll get a chance to maybe join the right side. And uh, from an injury standpoint, no Shamit, no Jay Crowder, who was a starter in that series last year. Gents, mm-hmm. it's going to put a wrapper on it for our first show together. Uh, you can find uh, Jay Money over on the Action app where he's logging his picks for us this season. He is Jay Money is Money 23. Find him there. And uh, yeah, please rate, review, subscribe to the Buckets podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday's Buckets will feature Sean Little. He's back tomorrow with Action Vets, Matt Moore, and Joe Delera. For Sean Little, Jay Money, Brendan Glasheen, thank you all for listening to Buckets, Action Network's NBA betting podcast. Best of luck. Enjoy the games. And we will join you again Thursday with Matt, Joe, and Sean. See you later.